Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with... What's going on? This is Mark Adam Haggerty, the voice of Chikara. And with King of Trios and our season finale behind us, I am looking forward to an historic 21st season with Chikara. You are currently listening to the World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Take it away, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. I am so tired. <laughs> You've had a long day. I started this morning with a, um, a PT session with Coach Wicked. Nice, good. Putting, putting the effort in, I put, like it. Putting the effort in for all those shows I'm not booked for. <laughs> MFH Fitness? Yeah, MFH Fitness. Check uh, them out. Folks in Kent. If get you want to get fit, get a semi-six-pack. I don't, but other people <laughs> do. Um, that's not through the training, that's through my eating. Oh, lovely. Um and I've then had, through my day job, I've spent the last four hours at something called an impact session where I can learn to be the best version of myself. Oh, excellent. And the chap um, who I'm going to tweet later, um, he said, oh, whilst I'm at these things, and obviously now when we've been doing this role, we were all sat down. We want to try and do something a little bit, you know, to get the energy levels up. So I want someone to teach me something new. One girl said... I can teach you how to do ballet. Short arm clothesline. Short arm clothesline. Well, <laughs> he, he looked a bit disinterested by the ballet and I said, I can teach you to wrestle. Yes, mate. Excellent. And he chose ballet. Oh, boo. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Luke Statton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly so. And then obviously, uh, hi, saying up here. We are recording this a couple of days early due to my other commitments. Sure, yeah. But um, hopefully it will still be the same result. I have another fun announcement, which if you are already following me on the social medias, yeah, you on. would have found out. Uh, but if you don't follow us on social media, make sure you do, mainly at World of Rest Pod uh, for the the podcast. The Twitter machine. On yeah. the Twitter machine. You are at Fanboy Rich and I'm at the Tax Williams. And you would have seen recently on the Tax Williams and probably retweeted by World of Rest Pod. I have a new commentary assignment. Yeah, man. You just told me about it earlier. I am going to be doing the English commentary for Pro Wrestling All-Stars in Belgium. Because Tax Williams can't get booked in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, man. As we were saying, it's probably easier for you to get to Belgium for potential shows in the future than it is to get to, like, Manchester or Birmingham. Like, Belgium's so close to us. It's unbelievable. We're right on the coast. Considering the amount of time it would take me to get, like, on Le Shuttle and drive across, I could probably get there faster than london yeah absolutely train yeah, yeah so it's insane so i'm really happy it's a half an hour flight to belgium it's nothing yeah. it's so easy and from when they used to run flights from manston i could have just got there straight away just out of my house cycle to the airport got Killer. done commentary we were joking about it. we could probably walk there faster yeah. than driving oh, to be honest, some places, but, if there wasn't yeah. the ocean thing in the way but obviously you know? thanks very much to pro um sorry, pro sea, ocean stars. whatever sorry <laughs> go on yeah thanks pro Stars, for the opportunity I, I look forward to doing it and really really good tight-knit family friendly promotion which promotes everyone in place. Um, obviously, when I travel over there, I'll be wearing my World of Wrestling Podcast t-shirt, which you can get at amazon.co.uk. Uh, £15 helps us out, helps the pod out, means we can keep doing this for you every single week. Cool. Right. So we are going to be doing our third trio. <laughs> Is our third, third trilogy? trilogy? Yep. Cool. I didn't even know how many we'd done. But we started to like throw in these occasional trilogies to kind of give some sort of narrative element between three podcasts in sequence. So, we're going to be doing Shakara's King of Trios 2019. Uh, we're obviously going to be starting with night one today for today's podcast. Uh, we were watching this on the Shakara streaming service. That's uh, $7.99 for your uh, monthly subscription. Called Shakaratopia. Uh, Shakaratopia. Cool name. Um, you can get a seven-day free trial. 
in hmm. most cases. So I signed up for this seven-day free trial. Looked at my bank account. I was like, "Oh, I've been charged." <laughs> so I imagine I'm getting thirty-eight days, and I'm paying for 30, 31 of them, and getting like another seven days free on the end. Yeah, I have. Who knows? I haven't checked mine, but my um, account basically says that I have a seven-day free trial pass, cool. so I can cancel that anytime. But give it a look. Look after. Look at the promotion. Support your independent wrestling scene. But obviously, give these guys a try. If you haven't seen them and you don't want to subscribe this service. It is on Amazon Prime season 20 in place. So they were like three or four months behind. Sure. But interestingly, when we first actually got chatting about wrestling, King of Trios was one of the things that you first brought up. Yeah. And, I, and I wasn't aware okay. of it because we were talking about dream matches and we were talking about ideal like lottery wins and wrestling adventures. Cool. Because we were speaking about going to Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania. And then you threw out that you'd rather go over there to watch a King of Trios at the time. Because I assume this time you're really fully into the product there was a certain time period maybe five six years ago yeah. i guess it would be that i was really really into shikara is in what i refer to the dark ages of wwe but there was not much other stuff out there really there was some good english indie wrestling obviously british or whatever and there was obviously good american independent stuff but it got a bit I don't know, the same formula over and over again. And Shikara always felt different to me. It felt like that comic book come to life, wild characters, fun high spots, but then the incredibly intelligent long-term storytelling, which yeah. I adore about professional wrestling. And we get that as well in this like, night one as well. And we get it thrown back to previous trios tournaments. We get it throughout the tournament as well. So it's going to be great to cover all three. There's stuff referenced here that dates back. 20 years maybe to the beginning of shikara like i don't know how long shikara's actually been around it's around that i think now and so like the whole fire ant mike quackenbush stuff yeah that is a long 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 people from the get the story longer than some people have been alive you know it's really interesting yeah it's 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 fantastic and i always like watching this product i mean sometimes the quality in ring isn't the best sometimes the production production. values aren't the best but there's something comforting about watching this product that you can sure. sit down you can enjoy it even if there are parts that you're like oh that's a bit dodgy you're not sitting there hating it. you're not throwing stuff at the screen you're just like this is this is like the snuggle blanket of professional wrestling for me it's very difficult to watch this and not enjoy the vast majority of it yeah agree you know from the most cynical angriest fan <laughs> you know i think everyone would find this and like there's bits where you try to go off and go that was really funny or like oh my lord look at this like i'm getting emotional over watching this sequence and this moment in time and the storytelling it's it's brilliant it's really fun all i've become disappointed by and obviously we'll cover this card, but there was no Mr. Touchdown ah. show. <laughs> I think he's still floating around, but oh, I'm not quite is. sure. He was, a, he was earlier extent. in season 20. Yeah. Um, so, okay, good. Good to hear. Um, but I'm very glad that the Hatfields are still knocking around. <laughs> so this event took place on the 4th of October, 2019. So quite a relevant show for us, recent yeah. show for us to be covering, like only like four or five weeks ago for us. Yeah, that was part, part of this is that I wanted to watch King of Trios because <laughs> I haven't watched Shikara for a while. Okay, so... Uh, we're at the Goodwill Beneficial Association Hall in Reading, Pennsylvania, USA. Uh, Shikara used to have a gimmick where they would name all their venues like the October Dome, <laughs> whatever it would be. And this I don't know if this happened on commentary because on commentary are Jason Heat, our director of fun, apparently. Of course, director of fun. And Sydney Bacavella. Bacab- Bacabella? Yeah. Oh, I think it's Bacabella. Bacabella. Sorry, it's been a while since I've watched Shakara, so like, I, I'm slipping up with some of these names. Sit back. <laughs> um, but like, I really enjoyed what I could hear of the commentary, but because we were watching the remastered version, 
the, the commentary wasn't as clear as I would have liked to have been. No, it was a bit distorted. There were, it was gravelly. It was balancing that levels was a bit off. Yeah. So, okay, let's just explain quickly. So, when you get to the end of this show <laughs> on their streaming service, it's not the match that you think it's going to be. The, no. the main event, which we'll get to in a bit. It's the main event from night two, right? Yeah. Which I only is... first noticed this because Mark Haggerty, who's the ring announcer right. and the compare, was wearing a different jacket. And I thought, bloody hell, Mark, you're changing your jackets for the main event now. This is really flamboyant. This is top draw. When he brings out the team that aren't in the match, I'm like, what? What's happening? This is we can. I think we need to go over this later because yeah. it's like the main point of the evening at the yeah. end. But um, we ended up finding the live stream rip. Like, I'm sorry, but like you know, we had to try and find this match. We're paying for the subscription service. You would have liked to have seen the match that happened. Yeah. So apparently, what happened is that Scott Steiner is in Night One's main event, and I read a couple of comments that literally said something along the lines of, "When Scott Steiner started swearing at people." <laughs> Everyone turned on him. <laughs> and okay. so, because that's not what Shakara's about. Shakara is PG. Yeah. Okay. It, it's a self-policing kind of group of fans as well. You know, if one person stands up and starts shouting something horrible or whatever it may be, in the past, usually fans start be like, hey, 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 it's this is family friendly. This yeah. is kids. This is meant to be for everyone. This is an inclusive product. And so we found the, a rip of the live stream. Okay, and so we've watched this match. You literally have just watched it yeah. now. You have to skip over a little bit, but you've got the vast majority. Vast majority, yeah. And the audio production is significantly better on the live stream than it is on the remastered version. You can clearly hear the commentary. So I kind of wish I'd watched this live version, to be totally honest. I was going to say, out of interest, when you were watching on the streaming service, were you listening just on your main speakers on your computer, or were you in headphones when I you were I tried watching? both. Because I, I was tried like EQing the sound as well to tidy it up a bit, and it, yeah, you're not paid difficult. for that. <laughs> you weren't. No, books. I know, but it's, it's kind of my job, so I'm, I'm quite good with audio production, you know. So, but no, no matter what I did, I couldn't boost those particular levels just for yeah. that commentary track. And maybe this is a problem. Maybe they just had one video stream that they took from the live stream. Maybe they had one audio track that was everything involved. Yeah. But as I said, the live broadcast seemed to be better quality than the remastered version in terms of audio. So that's a bit of a problem. Fair play to the live stream video editor. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) So this was uh, broadcast live on independentwrestling.tv, but we watched it on Shikaratopia apart from the end bit. Uh, What did you think of the commentary team that you could make out? I enjoyed it. Again, it's just... It's comforting. They were excited when they needed to be excited. They got over stories. If you're new to the product or haven't watched the product for a while, they put in the um, the storyline so you knew where they were. Obviously, we'll get to in the open match with people like Kimberly being brought in to help out uh, against her will and everything. I, I liked it. And obviously, again, the stories we get into the Hatfields at the end of the case of, well, he likes every, he's got tattoos of everyone. He's like, but not this guy. Yeah. Some it, really good one-liners in there as well. Yeah. On the lines of Bobby Heenan levels of fun and hilarity, but PG and family friendly. Yeah. Not like Bobby. <laughs> Tickled me a lot. So the whole show is just over two and a half hours. Thank you so much, Shakara. I'm so sick of watching like seven hours for one show. Like, this is perfect. Yeah. I and they, Yeah, this is the ultimate. This is the length of attention I can have if I'm going to watch a full show. Sure. I could do three hours. I can do three and a half, four a push. It, well, that's it's really good quality wrestling. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, I know we've said we haven't really covered it, but that's where like AEW was almost four hours for full gear. Sure, sure. And I'm like, I just don't do four hours, guys, please. It was a really good show. I know you haven't watched it yet, but I yeah. absolutely adored it. Up until the main event where Kenny Omega and um, 
uh, John Moxley essentially did deathmatch. It's just not my kind of thing. No. But everything leading up to that, like some of the stories they put in there, like, whew, there's elements of like old school pro wrestling, like long term there, as well as kind of like just impactful. Here's some fun moments, you know? So, but whatever. Pl- well, it's not about AEW. Oh, plus point, you know, on the ITV hub, they just replaced that with, I don't know, Havoc <laughs> and Excalibur having a chat, <laughs> having a fight at Shivani's birthday. <laughs> So, uh, allegedly, what's your history with Chikara? What have you seen? Have you been to live shows? Whatever? I've never been to live shows because cool. uh, we were because go- you had trios tickets, didn't you? I did. I had trios tickets to the UK one. Yeah, I had to bail unfortunately. I had to go work, which kind of sucked. Yeah, um, they wouldn't refund my tickets, which kind of sucks. But I managed to sell them to a friend for a bit less than I paid. So it is what it is. Like, and they I had, understand. And know. they had shows last year, didn't they? Because we. We looked at doing something in the UK last year, but again, our, our diaries didn't match up because I think there were a couple of show dates last year. Uh, maybe. Uh, I've done uh, a London show uh, in Shepherd's Bush that was quite good. There was really a um, Fight Club Pro show with some Shikara guys on okay. it. But it was advertised as a Shikara show, but you know, with all, all companies seem to have done this at some yeah. point to us. New Japan, for example, did it with RevPro. Um, Fuckers. <laughs> but then... Uh, I went to the Garage show, which was the first like full-on Shikara show. Yeah. Well, they had the title change for um, Hello Wicked. Yeah. Which was just incredible to see. But it was a night of all the heels won, and so you came out kind of going, "I really enjoyed myself, but for God's sake, just give us like one moment. Like this is your first big show in the well, UK. Well, Hello Wicked got the belt. Yeah, but he was is this the big evil heel at the time, you know? So it is what it is. But um, I need to point out, uh, this is the show that like, that Garage show. Where I bought tickets that were, I think, second, third row seated. And uh, the day before, I got an email from, I think it's actually the Fight Club Pro promoter, going, oh, by the way, we sold you a ticket that we don't have. Oh, and I was like, shit. Uh, what? What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we sold out those tickets, but we, we screwed up. I was like, okay, so what are my options? He's like, you can come and stand. And I'm like, no problem. I'll come stand. Yeah. My dad lives at the top of Highbury Fields. It's a five-minute walk for me. I've got no journey to do. I don't mind standing throughout the show. My uh, my missus was not so happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the garage as well. It's like my local yeah. venue. I'm fine with it. Uh, so we stood throughout the show. But uh, I turned up, and the guy goes to me on the door. I'm like, hi, I'm Rich. You, the guy you emailed, you know, like, I understand you screwed up, but whatever. Uh, obviously, I need that price difference refunded to me. Yeah. Because he was going to do. Should have been about um, nine, nine to 13 pounds odd like it was it was significant yeah. price change yeah uh, two tickets you know what i mean uh well hands me a fiver and i go <laughs> you got the rest and it was just like no no i haven't got any other cash in me right now i'm just like are you taking the piss like, i was so fucking angry oh damn it i was trying not to swear on this pod because it's shikara and pg but oh well it's done now i was so angry so immediately i came into that show with this just like why? Why would you do this to me? Yeah. That's so like you screwed up, not me, you know what I mean? So as much as I love Shikara, there are certain business practices, like charging me for the streaming service when it's advertised at seven days free. Like screwing me over on my ticket price with the the uh, Fight Club Pro guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I'm, I'm just like, oh why? I want to love you. But- I will I will counter that with the I'm sure at some point you've been signed up for the Chikara streaming service in the past. So a couple of times, yeah. So they may not give you the free trial. Even yeah, though maybe. It's, and yeah, it yeah. should say that straight away, saying your account is linked to this, you can't have blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I was thinking about that as we were talking yeah. about it. And yeah. And then also with the tickets, if it's mainly a Fight Club Pro show, that's yeah. why we haven't covered you yet, Fight Club Pro. Exactly. And um, <laughs> Rich well, has beef with you, Trent Seven. Mm. <laughs> uh, not Trent Seven. They weren't around at the time. They were off already doing their thing. Oh, were they? It was, uh, I don't know the guy's Sam name. Sam. Quite a big lad. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always you see him at ringside and yeah. stuff and 
that, that's shady business practices and Shikara should be on top of that in my opinion yeah but it is what it is and they wouldn't refund my tickets when I mailed them a month before you know what I mean so yeah. those, those business practices I'm not so keen on it was a lot of money it's three nights yeah you know what I mean like that's yeah but anyway <laughs> let's move on I just need to get that out there I was audience a, subject to change <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge fan of Shikara and what I kind of refer to as that golden period when they started to run the ECW regu- arena regularly yeah. when it was like the height of fist in the colony when you had like you know a whole bunch of retail like Cesaro was still there Claudio yeah. obviously uh, right up until uh, kind of around that time when I had those few experiences with them and like all their roster kind of left at one point yeah because the last of the big ones Lee was Gulak well he never technically wrestled for Shikara Whoa, there may true. have been someone similar in a mask of course my apologies my apologies at the time we'll call him Goo Drulak there you go okay <laughs> but like yeah there was a few guys that left so they kind of they had a rebuilding phase yeah but it's the one thing uh, with Shikara that I love and that I'm sure we've talked about before where nearly everyone that works with them is Shikara trained it's Mike Quackenbush's guys yeah. with their gimmicks that they work on and the stories they work on you at know the what same I mean? submission you all have to learn absolutely not not featured on night one at all no but you know there must be a reason for this i hope as we go through we shall see so astonishingly i've i follow a lot of shikara accounts on twitter i'd add none of this sport for me which i really appreciate yeah because watching this a month or two in lieu you know a month in lieu about yeah i i don't know anything all i knew leading up to this was that scott steiner was in this with Pete Williams and Jordan Grace. <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself, well, I hope Mr. Touchdown's in here and I hope I get to see people from the colony because I think they're good and the Hatfields because they make they entertain me immensely. Awesome. So we get an opening stinger, match graphics and a voiceover running down the card for the night. No BS. Straight into the venue live for the first match. Uh, the King of Trios 2019 first round opening match all matches tonight are first round opening matches and this is the one night they advertise as you're guaranteed to see everybody in the tournament on this one night yeah i think it's just to try and make sure they get people in for the first night because two night two and three are usually when they're completely sold out in these big venues and such you know so we start with the crucible of lance Steele, ophidian and princess kimberly versus the velocities because there's a capital c in there (laughs) of john the dude london Matt Diamond and Paris De Silva. So, a ring announcer for the night. My uh, my Twitter friend and commentating buddy Mark Haggerty. Do we mention the beginning bit just in case he does or doesn't? Or we will leave the Mark Haggerty surprise until maybe later in the week or next week. So hopefully there's a surprise at the beginning of this podcast that you've already heard. So there we go. <laughs> and if you do, thank you, Mark Haggerty. And if not, thank you, Conan. <laughs> 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 that's Excuse right we, we've we've got friends in the biz we've got people like conan and mark haggerty recording fords potentially for our podcast correction you've got friends in the biz <laughs> they're all friends of the podcast <laughs> um his nut is his floral ring jacket oh it's, I think Ooh, it's gorgeous like i'm totally into that i'm not gonna lie to you i here he's clearly a man similar to myself who's purchased clothing from the chinese tat emporium oh lovely <laughs> I mean, that's that's Tax Williams style level of jacket worn. It's great, man. Totally into it. Uh, Shikara have had an amazing run of ring announcers over the years, from Gavin Loudspeaker to the guy who did the Russian gimmick with the, yeah. the, the confetti gun whose name I can't remember suddenly. Tax Williams. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. You don't do a Russian gimmick, yeah? You never Yet. know. <laughs> Russian lion. I mean, I can't wait till I start doing commentary for Pro Wrestling Russia. <laughs> so, uh, so Bryce Remsberg, our referee for the first match, walks out of a huge. Huge set. 
looks really cool. You can see it when I started studying the set a little bit. It seems to be kind of like flat pack. Yeah. So you can <laughs> put it in the van or car really easily, but it sets up. looks like a castle almost with monitors and a beautiful stage and logos and all sorts. Really cool. I likened it to tabletop war game scenery on a large scale perfect yeah, yeah but giant you yeah. know I, I think quack would love that <laughs> reference it's really cool <laughs> but obviously he's got the money to have video wall yeah for sure <laughs> nerds in their basements or me don't have um, maybe i do <laughs> don't have money to have video walls in their warhammer scenery i've got one right behind you yeah. <laughs> so immediately the audio is a bit scuffed and the camera is a bit out of focus and there's typical indie like production values but again this is live stream yeah. this does seem to be the footage from the live stream yeah it's the audio track that i think has been tinkered with yeah the audio settings and the camera settings don't really match each other when you swap cameras and things as well sometimes it's like oh dark contrast it's like whoa that's bright <laughs> you know so but i think that was one of the charms of this yeah for sure yeah. i'm not complaining i'm just like it's kind of endearing, I guess. Do you think if you message Quack and you'd get the similar response that you got from Briley? <laughs> and Quack doesn't respond to anything as far as I'm aware. I think I messaged him a couple of times. Just going, Triple H. Do, do you <laughs> I messaged Quack once going, uh, are you, would you just like to comment on this show? Because we're going to be podcasting about it. When I gave a shit back in and when I went, oh, damn it, I swore again. I can't <laughs> not do it. Uh, when I, when I, I cared about like getting people involved just to see if they had anything to say about their shows, but never, never had a response from him. I messaged him two or three times about stuff like, you know, I mean, I heard he was the a whole, fan of the pod. Them screwing up my tickets at one point. But anyway. <laughs> Maybe that's why. He's in the message chain. He's like, oh, this guy's complaining about not getting a seven-day free trial when he's already had it. He's playing my money back. He's run my Fight Club Pro. God, all he does is moan. Putting my words in my mouth now, but like, it's fine. It's a good, like, what a good journalist does. <laughs> so the velocities. There's a WWE velocity joke here that I couldn't yep. be bothered to work out. Um, lads are from Australia. Yes, uh, yes. They've got matching gear. Uh, really cool looking. I thought immediately, I was like, made an effort, you know? I have to say as a quick sidebar, again, start highlighting how cool I am. On, because these guys are from Australia, so there's a purpose to it. Okay. On this week's episode of Total Divas. Okay, yeah. The, um, for some reason they chose- I tuned to, out, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they chose to take the Iconics out to one of their little parties. The Iconics were feeling homesick, so they dressed it all up to be like Australia. And the fucking retards- for Sweary, reason, sweary, sweary. Who cares? <laughs> we're had, past it now. Had put up the Union Jack- across the walls and they're uh, like hang on that's not your flag <laughs> and the iconics i wish billy cage going you're joking me right <laughs> she did not do that okay fair enough but anyway there's the australian link there was a reason behind it that's cool as seamless as the t-shirt plug nicely <laughs> done so the crucible of heels uh, ominous music uh Affidian's new gear since i last saw him the mask and the luminous green contacts like Oh, looks awesome. Really cool. Ophidian was a standout in the last Shikara show, which we covered, which you can find back in our archives. He's been a standout for a long time. You can't, you can't over the bloody link. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was trying to be a professional journalist and you ruined it. But anyway, you can watch that or listen to that in our archives at wordwrestlingpodcast.com. <laughs> you can tell do. I'm tired and grumpy. <laughs> it's okay. So commentary would do a good job of explaining the history of the Crucible a little bit. Uh, and they talk about this Jude lad having a collapsed lung. Yeah, I'm he's like, coming, coming back from the injureds incredible like really interesting to see this guy coming back from that like that seems like a horrific thing to recover from like yeah well there are a couple of people who are coming back from long-term injury sure, sure. Um, in this show so um and they get over on commentary as well that kimberly has been recruited into ophidian's underground as well yeah 
They do a really good job of explaining and, the story. And she's fight- essentially, she's fighting under duress for the whole thing. And also, it's worth pointing out that this isn't the only Crucible team who are in this trios this year. Yeah, this is Crucible Mark 1, as I'm yeah. putting it. <laughs> and when they remember, the Crucible are always trained to finish their matches within two minutes. That's the idea, yeah. I, I thought they would have got this gimmick across by having a fast finish at some point. I thought they were going to have it for the second one, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Spoiler but, alert, they don't. Yeah, no. Like, they do a good job putting it across in commentary. I imagine something will happen at some point. But the idea is that they're a lethal, trained, like, vicious heel unit that Ophidian's, like, trained to finish matches in two minutes, which I'm assuming they've been doing on all the cards leading up yeah. to this. So, oh well. Because those guys don't want to work. They're paid by the minute. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice idea for a gimmick. Yeah, though. I like it. So, six-person mayhem absolutely ensues, as you might expect from an opener on a King of Trio show. Uh, eventually, a tag team match breaks out at some point, <laughs> and the Crucible become pretty dominant. Uh, a tech guy comes down to ringside to have a chat with one of the camera ops to make his camera focus, and I'm like, come on, mate, you know what's going on. I love you. I wondered where you were at the start of October. <laughs> <laughs> going down to bullying camera operators. There are some really wacky camera angles going on. We've got like one on the stage off to the right, up looking towards the the hard cam one on the far right looking across the ring two at ringside one big hard cam like they're going for lots of coverage they've got lots of cameras so they yeah. must have had a lot of people sign up for the streaming service <laughs> maybe so yeah um i wish it was a bit more organized that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna bitch and moan about current production because i don't think it's the most interesting thing to listen to all night yeah and if you want but, to do that listen to our last progress exactly <laughs> i went off on them a little bit so uh jude double stomps of fidian and dives to the outside onto lance Steele, making the tag lucha lucha first lucha spot of the night because we are in lucha rules here of course so if you jump to the outside your feet hit the floor that's as good as a tag uh i think there was a stereo 450s here but the camera only shows one of them <laughs> and you're like oh come on guys a little bit a little bit wide angle cut to the other camera you know uh the commentary goes stereo shooting star presses and i'm like um <laughs> wait, what oh, go happened? with it go with it <laughs> exactly uh jude the dude goes through a springboard rana to lance lance catches him into a boston crab lance immediately taps selling the submission your winners are the crucible of lance Steele, ophidian ophidian and princess kimberly uh total mayhem fun opener a few camera issues and editing issues here and there i realized we're watching the live stream version immediately yeah. um and uh everything i expect from an opener what you know. did you make of the velocities? Um, they're okay. Good high spot stuff. Um, I don't remember much of it, to be honest. I will say that when I watched this very the first few matches, I was in the height of my cold. So I was a little bit dozed, yeah. dosed up and a bit dozy at this point. So yeah, but I enjoyed it. I it thought fun. they were very good opening match fodder. They could work the high-flying style that you needed to get the crowd into it. And obviously having the Crucible as the established baddies. Yeah. And, you know, let's be a Bobby Heenan style character. The, the Crucible, they're definitely going to win it. They're my pick. <laughs> What's the guy? There's one guy from the Crucible that really stood out to me. Um, what, as in the first match? Or yeah, the I match? think it was Matt Diamond. Oh, you mean the Velocities? Y- yeah. Yeah, Matt Sorry. Diamond was yeah. really good. Yeah, I thought he had a lot of potential. I'd love to see him on maybe some one-on-one and future yeah. endeavours, you know? Not future endeavours, that sounded terrible. Definitely don't fire him. In terms of wrestling terms, that's awful. Yeah. But I'd love to see what he does in the future, let's put it that way. I... I, again, he wasn't in this, but on the earlier part of season 20, I came across the first time in Shakara a character called Still Life with Apricots and Pears. Yeah. What a name. There's a few um, of the Still Life group. Oh, and, and, and Blank. Yeah, that's the other ones. Yeah. They kind of do these artistic performances yeah. in the ring. I don't know if they're going to be featured later nights in the, in the tournament, so maybe we shouldn't blow our spot here, but... Yeah. yeah, they do some really out there stuff. Yeah, the first episode of season 20 was when... Um, 
st- <laughs> still life yeah, uh, was yeah. fighting uh, Penelope Ford. I've seen still life against Orange Cassidy for Beyond. Oh my god, that was yeah something to behold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe what I saw, but okay. So uh, we should probably explain that this is a uh, knockout tournament. Yes, yes, sorry, so Champions League style. But uh, from like the last 16, we're already yeah. into. We're not doing the league rounds. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Thank goodness. We've <laughs> already got league rounds earlier on in the year for Chikara as well. <laughs> that would make for a long tournament. And okay. a long podcast. <laughs> so match number two, the Karate Cat Extreme <laughs> with an X of Lucas Calhoun. Calhoun. Uh, Missile Assault Man. Missile Assault Man. <laughs> and Stray Cat who you might know as Alley Cat, yep. under a slightly different gimmick, I guess. Uh, I bet more whiskers in this one. Versus the Nations of the Domination. Domination. Yes, <laughs> high five me. <laughs> don't know why I didn't reach across the table there. Right, don't worry. <laughs> of Adam Hoffman, Jack Bonza, and Nick Moretti. We are the Nations of Domination. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So cool. I wonder if they could do that gimmick today. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys aren't, because they're Australian, and you know, Australians, not so good with the whole like racial equality thing, but these wow, guys seem that's nice. a stereotype. <laughs> I mean... The Velocities wouldn't wrestle in this match. That's why these guys are in there. Um, again, matching gear from the Australians, but with like variations on the back half of their trunks. Yeah. Super cool. Really into this. Uh, I like the lad's crow paint. Like it looks yeah. like Evil Liger, like Moretti, I think his name is. Moretti has it. And they, they were the runners up in last year's trios as well. Ah, nice research. So that's right, the four, na- the four Nations were. I didn't even get a chance to check last year's King of Trios. I've been so insanely busy. Like having your first kid, you don't get quite as much time to follow pro wrestling. I wish I was single with no child <laughs> with the amount of wrestling <laughs> with the amount of wrestling I could watch. <laughs> okay so that's uh, gonna make it onto a board of the pod at some point isn't it and the divorce court bloody hell <laughs> so i mean the nation guys get in the ring and they literally do the black power yeah, fist pop yeah. thing i was like no 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 torito <laughs> i don't think it was meant in that context i think they were just doing the pose that they do but i don't know no. who knows man absolutely brilliant so there is a moment when the video quality completely tanks during this match yeah it does like, doesn't it whoops but it comes back pretty quick yeah so it's not so bad um, so Nation Lads constantly dragging the face team into their corner to start with. Some one-inch punch spots from Lucas Calhoun doing the Elvis stuff. Yeah. Really, really fun. Um, middle of this match gets kind of super silly for a little bit. We get like a kitty belly rob spot with his foot <laughs> while Moretti's upside down doing kind of freaky Bray oh, Wyatt-esque amazing. stuff. Yeah, really good fun. So uh, Stray Cat, Ricky to Robert, hot tag, lots of fun big spots. Bunch of pile drivers from the Karate Cats on Moretti. Pinfall gets broken up. Not kicking out. Notice this? Like, yeah. I love it when, like, big moves lead to pinfalls that get broken, broken up. up. Which is completely acceptable. Absolutely. It's when people start kicking out of everything. We start no. getting a little bit pissed off with stuff. But that doesn't really happen at all tonight. Um, so, Stray Cat gets a head stomped on. Absolutely <laughs> brutal. Me, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thought we going to go with the, the voucher thing, but I don't know where I was going with that. So, uh, the <laughs> nations pick her up, throw her into the air, and the third man power bombs her down. Really nice spot. Look really Really good. cool. Really impactful. Uh, fold this kitty up for the one, two, three. <laughs> and the winners of the match are the nations of Adam Hoffman, Jack Bonza, and Nick Mick Moretti. Nick Moretti? Nick, uh, Mick Moretti. Mick Moretti. Double check. Double M. Is Mick, isn't it? Yep. Cool. Mick Moretti. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, again, uh, another frenetic high energy pace match. A uh, bit more structured this time, I thought. 
Yeah, the first match was clearly opening Lucha Libre. Everything's all over the show. This one, again, was more storyline driven of the um, the Four Nations were, right, we're runners up. Can we go one further? And sure. I think, again, the commentators got a bit of that over as well. Yeah, for sure. Like Again, it was hard to pick up some of the audio yeah. from the commentary, so maybe I didn't get all I and would also, benefit from. And also, if you're, from, if you're full of cold, you're not going to be yeah. paying attention to the finite details you're in case of, why am I watching wrestling when I feel so ill? It was the one thing kind of keeping me going at the time, to be honest, so <laughs> it was quite nice. And I, I, I got genuine enjoyment for these first couple of matches. It was just... That doesn't bode well for the rest of this car. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like most of it, actually. But uh, it was just so much fun seeing six people in a ring having a good time. Yeah, and again... You know? It were in keeping with what I like to call correct wrestling. Big moves, not kicked out of. Sure. High spots, a little comedy bit with a little cat cat tummy rub. All nice little things are going, oh, that's nice and unique. I've not seen that before. Brilliantly, Shikara. Yeah. You know, this is everything you expect. You expect little comedy bits, but then high spot, fun wrestling as well at the same time. Because that's the thing with the last show we covered. There was no comedy. Uh, yeah, there wasn't really that anything. Was one, was that there. was our one takeaway from it. You know, fun costumes, good in-ring. No comedy. Whereas so far, I've had my nice little bits so far. Yeah. And the last Shikari show we did was the end of a kind of uh, a season, wasn't it? Yes. So it was all like the big dramatic storytelling. Yeah, which you'd expect for the finale. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing I would say coming out of this match is this Moretti lad, I think has a serious future. Star. Yeah. If he if he wants to get out of just the Australian scene and get out to like levels of Japan or maybe an AEW or something like that, even across the US or British Indies, I think he could have a really good run of it. Yeah. Good in the ring. Good character, good looks like a wrestler. Yeah, in the modern day, really interesting, like yeah. safe looking spots though. Yeah, doesn't look like a dangerous prick like some people later in the show. <laughs> so uh, we're thirty seven minutes into this show, and they've crammed in two amazingly fun matches. Yeah, and it didn't feel so like thirty seven minutes yeah. when watching this. It was a case of this is why I like this product. Yeah, because nothing stands still. It's it's enough to tell an in ring story with narrative from the commentary team that you can when you can hear it but not enough that you suddenly go, uh, rest hold. Yeah, absolutely. Even when they do the rest hold bits, it feels like it's in the right spot a lot of the time. Yeah, the match structure is excellent, which you'd expect, yeah. you'd anticipate Quack has a big big say in the, the formatting of what they need. Sure. So I think well, this is uh, a well-known thing now, but Quack has, um, is known for having like uh, a board outside at the back where people write down their finishes and their spots and stuff so that no one repeats the concept as yeah. they go through the night as well. Brilliant. Really, really clever. And in fairness, I think a lot of indie promotions should do that. If you don't have a good locker room or you've got a locker room who work together on a regular basis, a decent roster, if you've just got a locker room with outsiders coming in, you're going to have so many repeated spots. I remember watching ROH shows back in the day when they would have AJ Styles come back for special spots and people would be doing his moves yeah, throughout, throughout the night and then you get to AJ and it's like, oh, that's what we saw as a finish earlier. <laughs> you know? well, even at the uh, the last Wrestling 4 show, that Battle Royal that I was in where I kept getting eliminated and then going back to commentary, Excellent. there were like Tombstone pile drivers in the pre-show Battle Royal. Yoinks. And, they, and <laughs> in fairness, Alex, Alex Talbot called that out for the last show we did. It's a case of, in the pre-show Battle Royal, remember it's a pre-show Battle Royal, not the main event. Can yeah, you yeah. just not do any of the ridiculous... Like, finish your spots, because, again, some of the boys might need this. Yeah, sure. So, uh, next up, our third match of the night. The Carnies of Kerry Awful, Nick Iggy, and Trip Cassidy versus... No relation. <laughs> Wait, hang on, what? To Orange. Oh, okay. <laughs> versus... I was thought to you, and I was like, where's your name in here? <laughs> I was trying to look at the three names. Versus the Legion of Rot of Frightmare, Kobold and the broadsword of Nazmal Doom, the most un underrated wrestler 
of all time Hallow Wicked, one of my personal favourites. Hallow Wicked has you've seen been hitting some of the UK Indies this year as has well. Has he really? Yeah. Good. I'm glad to Which hear is it. Fantastic because how he's not signed up. Like he must have either a really good job that he loves doing outside of professional wrestling, and this is a fun hobby for him, or somehow his name hasn't been mentioned. Yeah, it's ridiculous because he's, he's the best. Look at that mask and that ring gear and his presence in the ring. You can't see his face. Exactly. He's so good. His storytelling with just pure body movement. I mean, we could probably do a whole podcast on how good Hallow Wicked is. He's unbelievable. Like, sign him up, Cody. <laughs> sign him up. He'd be perfect for their product. He yeah. really would be. <laughs> I, anyway. see, I definitely don't want to see him in NWA power. Can you imagine what Jim Cornette would think of Hallow Wicked? Don't think that would work, no. <laughs> but think about the Dark Order. Hallow Wicked comes in as their singles guy to run them. Oh my god, I love the Dark Order. He'd, be, he'd fit in perfectly. Yeah. You bring in a couple of the other guys. Like, I don't want to wish guys away from Shikara. Like, Hallow Wicked's a really important linchpin for Yeah, without, without him, because again, as him, Ophidian, miss a touchdown, and um, Dasher. Yeah. And Dasher. Quack, yeah, obviously. But they're there. They're big ones. I'd say Kimber as well at the moment. She's a real linchpin for them. But like you think about those those four or five names. That's a really good thing, a base of like top main event yeah. stars, you know. But you need people like Hallow Wicked to keep the match quality at that top level. Absolutely. And you can see him kind of holding court here almost. Yeah. He's so good in this match. And he doesn't do a great deal either, to be totally honest. Also know? has great merch. Oh, he does. Absolutely yeah. awesome merch. So the match graphics, I start to realize, are really tasty. They're good, aren't they? They look so cool. They've got like these shadowy kind of backgrounds and animated graphics and everyone kind of looks like the the, the photographers that they've taken there yeah. at the show so they all match and everything. I liken it as the like the uh, the overall feel is like ice lightning. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Very quack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's his kind of gimmick. Lightning Mike Quackenbush, you know? Fits. So, um, Hallowick's ring jacket. I just had to mention it again. Every time I see his gear, I'm just like, oh my God. Looks so cool. I just want to make sure that though that no one who's in a current roster or under a hood suddenly goes, I'm gonna wear that. Yeah, that is him. Don't steal yeah. it. Listen, don't steal it. <laughs> Leave Hello Wicked alone. <laughs> Sign him for your show. Don't let any of your other wrestlers yeah. have that gear or that character. Just sign him. Sign Hello Wicked. Put but him on or, your show, or please. Book him if you're an, just an independent promoter. Yeah, let's get Hello Wicked out there more, please. Like I'm so desperate to see him wrestle everywhere. If I didn't have my notes here. I'd be buying some tip merch because I always forget how good it is, and then I forget and I'd see it again. I'm like, no, I've spent all my money this month <laughs> on video so, walls for my Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> so this match is essentially demons versus carnies. Really fun. Totally Shakara. Uh, the carny lot are from Nashville, apparently. Carnies, obviously. And why uh, not? They must have run TNA. Well, <laughs> quick TNA sidebar. <laughs> that was G- funny. Gen- genuine though, quick TNA sidebar. Go on. And like a who do you think you are thing, it turns out that Dick from Anton Dick is related to Dixie Carter. What? I know. I'll retweet the link out um, later. I'll, I'll retweet it from um, at World of Rest Pod so you can see it. Apparently, look on my face right I now. Know. Like, what? How? How does that happen? Deck off of Anton Deck is related to Dixie Carter. If you're not from the UK, Daddy this yeah. reference will be dead on you who yeah. Anton Deck are. But just think. Like childhood stars that now present like a vast majority of TV shows. Just think if you had you know? like Ryan Seacrest and his childhood mate being presenters. That's a nice reference, yeah. And then they'd be related to the Queen. <laughs> and suddenly finding out, how's that link there? <laughs> Quit. 
I don't know. <laughs> all right. So uh, ringleader Nick Iggy and Frightmare to get us started. Iggy tries to go old Joker, but uses like the fingers to do the fish hook thing on his yeah. things. The thing, but uh, Frightmare has no hole in his mask, and so he can't do <laughs> yeah, it. it so <laughs> like good. it's a really funny spot. <laughs> um, but does it does it to Cobold next? But Cobold's a little bitey bastard. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so good. I love it. Uh, the story of this match seems to be Sneaky Rudos versus Sneaky Rudos. Not for the first time this yeah. show. <laughs> the only time this show, I should say. Uh, hilarious stuff. Really, really fun. This, this is, as I said, this is classic Shikara. Massively so. Like, everything I tune in for. It's like, you get fun high spot, fun high spot, fun high spot. Here's your story. Here's your narrative. Get involved. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know, I just, oh, I love it. Dive, dive, dive. You would expect from a lucha company. Uh, two big lads left in the ring Trip Cassidy and Hallow Wicked line on commentary goes Cobold once gave a kid a dead frog from his pool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that's pretty funny he lives in a toilet he's the plunger of Nazmal Doom <laughs> like really good bits on commentary really really funny I hate to be that person but the audio starts to go out of sync here you can hear it going hello 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 it's like Oh no, because this is early on in the show and I'm going to assume they don't fix it throughout the show and they don't. So yeah, it wasn't great. So Trip Cassidy just missed a giant twisting moonsault press off the top but immediately up to his feet wandering around. I'm like, didn't fancy selling that? No, no, definitely Bouncy not. ring. Um, I'm not He's a carny, he could do what he wants. Uh, I get a bit annoyed of these boys not selling so much, especially this Kerry Awful lad. He's awful. Literally? Yep. Yeah, you're not a fan either? Not. I, I'd say everyone on this card is very capable, but he, this Kerryoff was my least favourite competitor on this this show we're covering. I'd agree with that. There's one point where, you know in Lucha, where if you unmask your opponent, they get disqualified. Yeah. He unmasks himself. So, does he disqualify himself? Uh, it's carny time. <laughs> I was trying to work this out. Does his team get disqualified if you unmask yourself in a Lucha match? I don't think so. I'm going to say no, because it's a self-unmasking. But this is a Shikara. This is not just Lucha. Oh, very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, brrr, using Cobalt to attack his teammates, uh, this Kerry Awful guy. So he's like grabbing his hands and like punching Hello Wicked and then punching uh, Frightmare. And the fact that these guys have to sell this because it looks terrible. Like you feel a bit unfortunate almost for them. But at least the other guys were fully into it. They're like, they were properly selling it. Yeah, of course. Maybe a bit tongue in cheek selling it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it it was it was it maybe work. a tad on oversell. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. But like, I think they had to to get this over because didn't feel like Kerry Awful was going to get this over. Crowd weren't into it either. No, not really. They were to start with. It's just when this guy gets in the ring, it kind of went a bit like, eh, okay, fair enough. Well, they, yeah, this spot they weren't. No, not no. at all. So um, there's this amazing cool spot where he's like, "Doomsday, your teammate cutter spot." <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I think that's the most logical explanation <laughs> that you could have given, to be fair. By our Wicked and Fright Man. Trip Cassidy drags Hallow Wicked off the top rope. I think he tried to code break him. Yeah, but he just dragged him off the top rope. Yeah, and kind of fell onto his legs as they fell down, which is a bit of a botch for the one, two, three. And you're like, oh, really? But they do get over again that um, Cassidy's been Hallow Wicked's like, bogey opponent throughout. So he's yeah. the white whale, so to speak. So, Trip Cassidy pins Hallow Wicked, my personal opinion, the ace of Shikara, clean on a shitty looking, presumably botched finish. So, your winners are the Carnies of Kerry Awful, Nick Iggy, and Trip Cassidy. Progressing to the next round. Um, disappointed. Disappointed that they, um, 
that the Legion of Rot didn't go through. Yeah. My first time seeing these carny lads, not desperate to see much in the future, but we've got two more nights to go. Yeah. So you never know. They might impress us. Um, what do you think? I, I mean, I like Hello Wicked. And I thought, well, that's guaranteed if they go for the next night, then I will definitely see them next week. I'm sure we'll still see Legion of Rock for the next couple of shows, hopefully. Yeah. But I'll be really disappointed now if I don't get to see Hallow Wicked or, or Frightmare, who's also coming up. I like Frightmare. Yeah, really good. Put on a bit of weight as well, which I yeah. think is a good thing because he's good a very bulk. small guy. Yeah. Um, I'd be disappointed if I don't see those over the next two shows. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will. Uh, especially the two smaller guys in the um, if they still do the King of the High Flyers stuff. Yeah. We'll see if they happen. But hopefully... This leaves space for, for uh, Hallow Wicked start chasing more singles stuff. Yeah. But we'll see. Against the reigning grand champion who we're going to get to see in our next match. Absolutely. Oh, the transitions are well on done. fire. So we've got the Creatures of the Deep, of the Cajun Crawdad. <laughs> My God, this gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Murderous Menace of the Deep Murloc. Oh my God, this gimmick. And Oceana. Even her gimmick's really cool. And Oceana, who is now in NWA Power, wrestling as Ashley Vox. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, so it's good that she's wrestle- on there in a tag team with her twin sister okay uh, and they used to do um it was like a um a fishy sea under the deep under the deep sort of gimmick and i think she's obviously the more motivated of the two because the other one doesn't seem to be around or they both wrestle under the same gimmick and wear the same gear who knows man <laughs> we'll well, now i'm confused i was i was like oh brilliant that's actually vox from nwa power and maybe it's not maybe it's the other one who knows man oh my god we're gonna have some kind of bellow ace bs in nwa <laughs> power coming up but uh, but oceana at least for this show uh really cool yeah, the gimmick which we'll go over in a second, so much fun. Uh, they're accompanied by the hermit crab who's injured, so can't wrestle tonight. <laughs> I love the fact that hermit crab's got um, a a a, a, a cast on one of his claws. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, versus the Hatfields and McCoy, not plural. <laughs> yeah. The Grand Champ of Shikara, Dasher Hatfield, his wayward son, Boomer Hatfield, and Molly McCoy, who's wearing Flyers gear, so you can bog off. <laughs> Let's go Bruins. Anyway, so uh, I- I've just written a note here. This is all these gimmicks. Please get taxed to explain some of them. I mean, okay, so let's go with them. Um, I'll do the Hatfields and I'll let you do the Creatures of the Deep because I think cool. you'll enjoy it a bit more. So do you know the story of the Hatfields for the recent kind of like couple of years? All, all I know is obviously that they are the family they've been feuding a lot with Mr. Touchdown over time because didn't they have a tag team together, which was Dasher, Hatfield and Mr. Touchdown were a tag? Uh, yes, Dasher, Hatfield and Touchdown, they're like the, uh, the American sporting thing. Yeah. So Touchdown was the American football guy. Dasher was the all-American innocent. He had the baseball mask. Yeah, because he's lost the baseball mask now. With the tash and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now Boomer Hatfield, the essentially the black sheep of the Hatfield family who wears the best mask ever after we said just like his dad's just like know. his dad's mask yeah, used to be um and uh dasher hatfield has tattoos of all of his children on his his body other than boomer hatfield yeah <laughs> oh, so good comment you put this over hard yeah. like yeah really cool oh, loved it so okay so and, ha- and molly mccoy yeah uh, obviously she's like essentially a cheerleader-esque role yeah, like ice hockey, kind of like yeah. aggressive, big cheerleader sort of thing. Yeah. Like she's wearing ice hockey gear, essentially. But yeah, I think a cheerleader's maybe not doing her justice enough. Like, it's just more aggressive and yeah, like, okay. punchy and stuff, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I'd go ice hockey rather than that. I'd liken it to like a mean girls cheerleader. Bitchy oh, and bully. I guess so. That kind of works, yeah. So, so um, you're, what about you're, the you're sea creatures? You allow mean girls comment, but you won't allow a total divas comment. I was passing over it. <laughs> <laughs> Describe the uh, sea creatures to me. Okay. Oceania. Oshina. She looks like essentially um, a mermaid with legs. She's got um, 
sea bluey green uh, ring gear with a bit of gold on and beautiful get well i'd say glittery sort of makeup it's kind of like almost thought like muddy almost like maybe it's just the stream quality but it looks like she's kind of like from the dips of the sea like you know like the old sea creatures in like and she 1940s films angry you know? yeah she's she is an angry lady she hates these people that are her wrestling colleagues you know um murloc is basically um chikara murder clown <laughs> Pretty dressed. much, man. Yeah, yeah. But with like a demony sea creature gimmick, you know. And uh, Cajun Crawdor. Uh, as soon as that name was announced, I was like, I really want some fish. <laughs> Pretty hungry. <laughs> well, they're basically hermit crab gimmicks yeah. and stuff, like crab sea creature things. I love Shikara so much. When they go Under the sea. <laughs> so uh, commentary go immediately. Hermit crab has an injury to his exoskeleton, <laughs> yeah. so won't be wrestling tonight. Uh, Dasher and Boomer are odds whoever whoever starts the match. So the gimmick, as far as I understand, remember I haven't really watched Shikara over the last few years, is that Dasher was the all-American good guy. He's the fans' favorite, has been for years. His original gimmick coming into Shikara was creator wrestler. Okay, so he was like a Russian cow. He was like a, a video game character. It was all sorts of different stuff. And he settled into this baseball character called Dasher Hatfield. And over the years, like him, he was, no matter all this horrible stuff that would happen to him through whether it was Mr. Touchdown being a dick and being an obnoxious kind of like jock character, or there was Archibald Peck, like stealing yeah. like his friend's girlfriend and he had to deal with that. That was at the end of the last one as well, wasn't it? Which we covered the uh, the theft of Lady. Exactly. It feels like he finally turned heel at some point. Okay. And it seems to be through his young son coming through and adopting the gimmick. And the idea is that he, he uh, how to put it, um, he, he doesn't think his son can live up to his expectations the whole time, I guess is the best way yep. to put it. And that's kind of where we find the story now. So Dasher is the grand champ of Shikara, their highest caliber of singles titles. And he's recently been unmasked. Yeah, he's completely just jock looking wrestler. The transition from face mask character that I knew to this dasher i was just like where did this come yeah. from like he's a complete 180 degree turn and the only i've really only followed the story through uh social media essentially okay so that's how i kind of followed it and i followed dasher on there because i always loved his style he's a great wrestler really yeah. technical solid stiff you know anyway so dasher and boomer are at odds as we say about who starts the match the, the continuation of the story literally happens the whole way through yeah every time he goes like boomer goes to make a tag to what's the girl's name uh, molly mccoy molly mccoy like dasher will force his hand to come over to him <laughs> yeah. and tag in and be like just get out of the ring you're not good enough you know really really brilliant and boomer always trying to do the good stuff to impress his dad i can yeah. do it i can do it but almost trying to prove that he's better than his dad yeah. sometimes as well because he's sick of his dad's behavior and stuff like really clever levels of gray and character building and like. as you said before with quackenbush's booking there is the long-term payoff that's obvious but you just don't know when you're going to get it and that's one of the joys of this promotion of course the fact that they f- turned dasher heel eventually i never thought that would happen well never i think mr touchdown's working face yeah, it makes sense because yeah. he, he was the, he was a face champion for a while. Yeah, and I think it was Dasher and him that turned Dasher basically. Yeah, I can't say because I haven't actually seen that show, but it's definitely something I'll go look back and look at in the future. You know, when I'm like seventy and I haven't got anything to do, <laughs> I'll be like, I'll watch that period of Shikara. Why not? <laughs> so Dasher and Oceana have a bloody great exchange in this match. 
I, I'm just sitting there blown away by how good it is. She's really good. Yeah. I dash is so great, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, she's phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, the audio gives me a bit of a headache during this match because it's really out of sync. But anyway. I'm pretty sure it's just your cold. <laughs> that too. So Crawdad goes for in coast to coast on the hardest part of the <laughs> ring. And I'm like, ow, ow, ow. That must have killed. And he's probably like hard shelled, not soft shelled. It's fine. <laughs> he even does uh, Hermit Crab's gimmick on the ropes yeah. during the pincher kind of old school move. Like so much fun. Uh, Murloc goes for a flip power bomb off a of Brett's rope on his own teammate. Oceana onto poor Molly and I'm like bloody hell these spots then spot 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 dive 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 boomer with the code red to Murloc almost out of nowhere one two three and your winners are the Hatfields and McCoy of the grand champion of Shikara Dasha Hatfield Boomer Hatfield his son and Molly McCoy and Dasha Hatfield is pissed off with his son for getting the pin because it should have been him. Yeah, good. Very nice. Interesting to see where this is going to go. I'm really looking forward to night two because of things like this. Yeah, because it, it plants the seed for more dissension, which is great. And you know you're going to get payoffs because it's Shikara, it's Quack, and like this, this he knows he's got eyes on the product. So he's going to give you something at some point over the next two nights. But if you weren't willing to wait for night two, you had something else <laughs> for our dear friends of the Creature of the Deep. Okay. So basically, at the end of the uh, the match, um, we had um, well, sorry, Dasha stormed out, and then they basically imploded, where all the troops started walking out on on their leader. Dissension abounds to Oceana. She's angry. She starts shouting at them, and the crabs are not having it. We won't take this anymore. So they walked sideways up the ramp. <laughs> Crab rock monster. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Murloc stands up to Oceana and shoves her to the ground. The crowd go, "You deserve it." And then I turned off. Quacks, uh, yeah, well, yeah, but quack storytelling to have a big giant monster push over essentially quite a small woman, and the crowd instantly eat it up. Like, yeah, you're the bad guy. Get down there. Go away, little girl. And you know? rightly so, because she was a biatch. <laughs> exactly. But just so good. The storytelling's amazing. Horrible little sea urchin. And the troops walk out on yeah. her, leaving her to alone. And tip the crowd go, all alone now. That's really funny. So much fun. So next up is probably my nat- my match of the evening. Well, yeah, that you've got the big comedy match before that leading into the proper. So that was the match before the interval as well. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, you notice how they didn't point it out? They didn't have to put a little tag in the corner telling you, you know, they just <laughs> carried on with the show. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Quack. Love you. So Quack Attack of Lance Lude, who I've never seen before. Mike Quackenbush. God of professional wrestling, Mike Quackenbush. And Rob Killjoy. With Coach Mikey, who was bloody hilarious. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And then, obviously, um, Lude and Kill- Killjoy were the uh, the ugly ducklings. That's the one. Uh, I- I've never seen them before, but I've heard of them. I liked their lovely Hawaiian short ring gear attire. Yeah. I wish the audio was a bit better on the ring so we can pick up what's happening. Yeah. there's some great banter between these four. Like People are laughing at ringside. You can see Qu- Quack is breaking up. And yeah. Quack doesn't usually corpse when he's not meant to. You know? I get the impression Coach Mikey is quite a funny chap. <laughs> it seems to be, yeah. Versus the Colony. Mark Woo-hoo! 4, I guess we're going to call them. But who knows? Of Fire Ant, Green Ant, and Thief Ant. Everyone's favorite ant, the Thief Ant. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Green Ant Mark 2. Because Green Ant Mark 1 became Silver Ant. Uh, and is also, um, hmm, how to put it? Uh, 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 a wrestler who um, 
hmm, is hot and spicy, but not Christopher Daniels hot and spicy. No, I heard he was hot and spicy and he tastes great. <laughs> thief Ant, who I think is a new ant, has come through. I don't think there's been a Thief Ant before, but this is the original Fire Ant. Do you know who's un- who's under the mask? Do you like? <laughs> nope. Who is under the mask? Let's just say he's a very cool wrestler. Hmm. Very cool. Like, beyond cool. <laughs> is he Corringe Ossidy? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the ring announcer, uh, I'm sorry, the ring announcer announces Quack as the master of a thousand. <laughs> I forgot to say hold. I don't know whether that's just not on the stream or the mic cut out or something. It definitely didn't pick up though, did it? But Mike Quackabush, the master of a thousand. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, so commentary put over the, the Quack attack undefeated in competition. I don't know whether this was a joke because I haven't teamed before, but I think they have from the sound of it. Yeah, they seem to be getting over the fact that this trio, they are undefeated as a trio was what the commentator said. There we go. So uh, I'm sure the pre-match banner is great, but we can't really pick up a lot of it. Uh, Quack is in pink and black. And oh. I'm hoping he kicks his, the leg out of someone's leg tonight. You know, Brett gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Uh, Quack and Fire Ant in to start. Well, here we go, boys. Um, Here's the real wrestling of the night. I just put a two. quote here that says, would the other four lads mind just going to the back and letting Quack and Fire Ant wrestle for a bit? Because I'd really like to see this. And that's exactly what they <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. They stand on the outside and just let them go for five minutes. Oh my God. This is dream wrestling for me. These two are insanely good. Especially that or, or, orange ant. A man, Fire Ant. Seeing him fire up against Quack. And do all the technical stuff, and then they go lucha, and they come back to technical like seamlessly. And seeing the character who is under the fire ant mask, mm. and the level of character you wait. that he plays, you wait. Yeah. When he fires up, when that moment comes, the crowd reaction. Oh, when you have the juxtaposition of someone like super calm and cool to them just like bursting out and being like, enough. Yeah, you know that's when pro wrestling can get really special, yeah. you know. But seeing this exchange between Quack and Fire Ant, I literally got goosebumps. I had a tear in my eye. Pro wrestling is the best thing ever when it works like this, hands down. I've waited a long time for this exchange. These two have wrestled in trios matches and stuff. Never like this. No, this seemed to be, and the impression the commentators getting, and you could even see it with the fans. As you said, the audio wasn't great, but almost jaw to the floor, kind of sitting there watching in awe of these two going at it 20 seasons it took to get to this point that's long-term storytelling (laughs) that's very long-term storytelling and probably very much along the lines of "Mm, how long can you be here sure absolutely so maybe this was like the sign off it felt like a bit of a hurrah moment yeah you know i don't know whether there's a follow-up to this because if there is a one-on-one match or night two and night three, we get these sort of exchanges between these two. Yes, please. Yes, please. I could honestly, I could watch this for hours and hours and hours. These two. Um, well, that's what you said on Twitter at yeah. Fanboy Rich. You said, you. Um, "Are they Williams? <laughs> what a response! You could, you could watch these guys wrestle forever. The smoothness and ability. I don't think there's many people in the world that can match this. Yeah, I recommend checking this out if you are training to be a wrestler just watch this pure i mean anything that quack does even like the stuff that quack puts on his podcast is really helpful to training wrestlers yeah yeah but just watch this exchange and replicate yeah and the world of professional wrestling will be a better place there's a moment when these two are wrestling where they go to the bit where they're meant to tag out and they both turn away from their corners and look at each other and just start wrestling yes. again and you're like 
oh, you give me everything I could hope for. And like their corner, the other corners, the people on their team, they eventually kind of forced them to tag out. And they both look furious <laughs> about it. And they're like, this is so clever. Thief Ant was like, I can hang. <laughs> <laughs> so once we get all six men involved the spots start to get inventive and crazy and have a lot of fun uh, this is everything i desire from a shikara show it was so much fun uh coach mikey is so nice he doesn't want the ants to fall to the floor when they're doing their high spots <laughs> so he eventually starts catching them and kind of sitting them down even though they're on the other team all the fans are like drop him drop him it's like pissing it's nicely like, down on the do chair that. nicely on the chair <laughs> And pat him on the chest as well. Are you okay? So hilarious. So eventually he gets up on the apron, but then accidentally falls onto them sitting on the chairs anyway. And you're like, oh, oh so I wish there had been a better bump on top of them. It would have been funny. But I think the fact it was a bit sloppy made it, uh, I think it made it more adorable. I think it had been properly flung off the apron. Sure. In, onto them. It would have been uh, onto um, the ants, onto the colony. It wouldn't have been great. How many times do you see face versus face and heel versus heel? And you come away going, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's very, very rare, if at all. Really rare. Like, I wonder how they achieve it. Is it just through comedy and skill, I guess? Are you are you thinking just, as in like just a tag or in general? Just in general. like It's not something you, that works often. Because the last heel versus heel match that was really any good that we've watched was um, Rick Martel, Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's a great match. Because that was a great heel versus heel. Yeah. But I said... But, but- Rick Martel plays up face. Yeah, but the whole concept is, especially when Sherry gets involved, yeah. there's the heel-heel dynamic, whereas obviously here we've had heel-heel, now we've got face-face, and it works hmm. because there's the history. I think that's it. I think it's a lot to do with the booking and how it's put together. Yeah. You know? Without the history, this would have been a case of, this is a good match. But because you've got the history of Fire and, and, and Quackenbush, yeah. and because you've got the whole concept of the colony in the ever-evolving ants... Hmm. It adds it's, it's, to it. It's, the, it's something to do with the teacher, teacher-student teacher relationship as well. Yeah. That's happened in the last match and this match, you know, with the dad-son dynamic yeah. and with Quack and Fire Ant, you know, it's definitely senpai-kohai sort of situation. Yeah. And also, again, from Quack to tag with the Ugly Ducklings, because as you said, we've not seen them before. No. I assume they might be relatively new, so the fact that Quack's taken them under his wing... Yeah. Ugly Duckling. <laughs> nice, nice. Very nice. Cool. Um, it, it shows again how much he's investing in his future promotion because it's mm. you know the trios is their big thing. Yeah, this is like their WrestleMania. Basically. So taking in a relatively unknown team and put tagging putting your name with them, it's pretty cool. Smart. Yeah, the other two guys in the team aren't too bad. You know, they they get oh, some no, they, fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're in. definitely not like crapping over the Ugly Ducklings. They were very good. They played their role, yeah. but they were very much overshadowed by Quack and Fire Fire Ant. I think everyone is in this match yeah. in this tournament well, in almost. This card, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Fire Ant is eventually left with the Quack attack in the ring. Fire Ant starts firing up and getting everyone kind of going. Like this is almost the point where. If this was night two or three, you'd have everyone on their yeah. feet cheering him on. But it's night one, so we're warming up a little yeah. bit still. Uh, Quack Attack unleashes all the spots. Uh, Quack and Driver, I think Mark one, only gets two to fire Ant. It's like the razor's edge flip over spot. Yeah. Really fun. Then Quack and Driver, 3.7 or something. He's got millions <laughs> of them. Uh, a, a variation on the Quack and Driver only gets two. Uh, before you know it, Fire Ant has killed Joy Pin for the one, two, three, almost out of nowhere. And the winner's the colony of Fire Ant, Green Ant Mark II, and Thief Ant Mark One. Good thing that this is the last time we see of the colony in night one. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, it wasn't because mm. of our stream. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. So, again, cool story, original, really, really good. But then it led on to the part of the match 
where I was a little bit, oh no, we've okay. gone mainstream independent wrestling. Well, I mean, the, the story's there, and I understand more so of the who's under the explain, they shake hands yeah so, yeah go on they shake hands they, they look like there's about to be a face-off in the middle of the ring including <laughs> coach mikey Whoa, coming in like trying to front up to everyone <laughs> then he gets a laugh immediately yeah. <laughs> and i was like i don't know what he said but it looked funny and he'd ripped open his shirt <laughs> just to get him for the but they all they all shake hands quack reluctantly shakes hands at the end mm-hmm. but i think because if this is going to be the last hurrah for this version of fire ant then understandable yeah. If not, I mean, you know my feelings of this, but at least it's face versus face, not face and heel shaking hands. So sure. On a handshake, I would give it a a four cornflake rating for acceptability. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Um, commentary have this lovely line where they say, "Who says there can't be peace in the animal kingdom?" And then he goes, "Ants will always beat duck," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense?" Well, they've got they're stronger than ducks. <laughs> what ant? A duck will go Step one if we did It's about scale and relativity But <laughs> That's whatever That's the best duck impression ever Whack Whack Play with the kid too But she loves ducks So yeah it's good fun Well that means you can definitely Show her Mike's <laughs> Whack and Bush Hey So next match up The Crucible Mark 2 oh, I put them down as Crucible B <laughs> The big lads yeah. <laughs> Of uh, uh, Is it Devantes Devantes There we go or, Oh I like to call him Massive lad <laughs> Very massive lad Of E.M. Demarest? M. Demarest. M. Demarest? Yeah. And Matt Oh, sorry, Maca- Demorest. Oh, there you go. Demorest, sorry. And uh, this is pr- difficult to pronounce names on this one. I think we do better like the uh, Mexican and Japanese <laughs> yeah. shows that we are currently. El Hijo, the <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> That's easy. The son of Mexico? Yep. Quite, that'd be a good gimmick, actually. Uh, do you hear that Sinkara asked for his release today? Did he? Yeah, like the WWE one. Uh, in, in fairness, they're going to... Pro- what, Hunico? Hunico's going to be livid, especially the girl they brought up from... Um, I can't remember. I think she's a Costa Rican wrestler they brought up. They, basically, no idea. On WWE TV, through listening to a podcast, they paired him up with a lady luchador who they've just bought okay. up. They signed her to the PC, didn't go for NXT. They've just brought her up to the main roster. And if he's like, I want to be let go, she's like, what are you doing, Hunico? So um, he's got a bit of a back, bad backstage rep. Um, but it'd be, I thought it'd be really funny if he ends up going to CMLL with all the other versions of Sankara. <laughs> yeah. Trying to work out which one's which. Mr. Kokara, Kara Sticko. Like, I just, I mean, he was awful anyway before he was Sankara because he, he was tagging with Camacho. Yeah. Or he, was, he was the better of the Sankaras, to be fair. I bet Bobby Heenan would call him like Gaspacho. <laughs> so uh, the last guy in the Crucible is Matt Makowski. Uh, Jimmy White. <laughs> As a snooker joke, the Crucible, that's where they play snooker, right? See you later. <laughs> you can find me on That Twitter. was bad. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Monster... Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, versus the Queens of Freddie Mercurio <laughs> and the Bird and the Bee of Solo Darling and Wid- Willow Nightingale returning from a hideous neck injury. A broken freaking neck. Apparently. Gosh darn it. I don't know if this is gimmick or real, but... I'm going to say real for the sake. I'm I'm going to suspend my disbelief. Yeah, and sure. Assume real. It seems to be at least. I'm not really sure, but Bryce is here. Yay! Yay! Count that reception. three count. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> careful now. Uh, but yeah, lovely reception. It even gets a streamer that he kind of throws to himself and poses <laughs> yeah. and such. Like I know someone that does that. A oh, fucking gimmick stealers. <laughs> so ominous music again. The big boys from the Crucible come out. Uh, video quality tanks for a little bit, but then comes back. So blah blah. Uh, the queens have a doggy with them. Yay, I like doggies. I mean, it worked for Davey. 
Boy Smith. Oh, bloody hell, with Matilda. Yeah. I was thinking about um, Cody coming out with the dog when the pyro went off. Oh, my God. Well, we've never see... seen that well, that husky again, have we? Yeah, not obviously. But you can see then Brandy going, what the hell happened? Who took this pyro off? Like live on camera and such. You're yeah. like, yeah, that was not meant to happen, I don't think. That dog looked terrified. Anyway, so announcing as representing the UK, and I'm like, are we sure about this? That's because, yeah, that's where Freddie's from, right? Yeah. All so right. this is a Freddie Mercury gimmick. I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. Fair enough. I'm not particularly keen on this idea, but wasn't a fan. Uh, this uh, this seemed to be very much filler trios. This match for me, it was nice to see the Crucible have it, and the, the whole idea of setting up the storyline that the Crucible now have two teams in the tournament. Yeah, the big heel faction. Yeah, thing. and then the fact they sent out the big lads of the Crucible for this one. Yeah, very non-lucha. It feels like we're going to get Crucible versus Crucible at some point. I wonder if that's when you'll get the two-minute match. Yeah, and Crucible I wonder whether... Crucible A will be Crucible B, or do you think it'll go the other way and Crucible B will get the win over Crucible A? Who knows, man? I, I imagine almost in Aphidian enforcing his role and being like, you will lie down for me, you know? And then maybe someone objecting to that and seeing where it goes. Uh, okay. But who knows, man? All predictions for night two. This could be good. <laughs> I, night I, three, I, even. I wonder if it would get to night three, because I, I think that if they having two crucible factions in there there's going to have to be something to pay off but i don't know that it'd be a bit short term for quackenbush booking to go we'll do it just for the trios but there can be friction and then reunion you know what i yeah. mean it doesn't always have to be a black and white with shikari you know quack's booking definitely has those layers of gray which i adore yeah. about storytelling so we will rock you chops and at least the crowd are into it you know going boom boom chop yeah boom, boom chop that was nice and then bryce kind of joins in and there's yeah. some funny moments so the gimmick has a purpose, at least, but I don't know when it's like a full impersonation gimmick. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like you should develop it and be yourself a bit more. Almost, yeah, Kushida, with what? his Marty McFly gimmick. Oh well, again, but he's taken that idea and developed it to like a different level, almost. Yeah, you've clearly not seen him in NXT. <laughs> Is he just doing Marty McFly now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, the fair only enough. bits I've seen him in NXT, but let's be honest, I haven't watched the product much. Well, yeah. I've been busy doing real wrestling and also <laughs> our pod. <laughs> Did you just call NXT not real wrestling? <laughs> well, NXT's all right for wrestling, but I'm busy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, um, <laughs> I'd love a job. <laughs> That's cool, man. So, commentary go, this M. Demarest is a former backyard superstar. And I'm like, times have changed when you can say things like that. Yeah. Like no, no American promotion would ever have said this back in the day. He's top backyard wrestler. I've seen him fall off 17 buildings. Yeah, that's what it feels like they're kind of saying, essentially. Um, so this Matt Mikowski Mac- is an MMA guy doing MMA things. And I'm just like, yeah, I could do without this. M-M-A? Matt yeah. Mikowski? M-M-A? Oh, Matt Mikowski. What could you put at the end to make him MMA? A athlete, athlete, backwards, athletic Matt McKelsey. Oh, AMM. That's a great (laughs) form of fighting. Throughout the match, the Queens get a couple of hot tags here and there, but the Crucible heel team always kind of take over again. Really clever storytelling. No real advantage for the faces at all in this. Never really. So they go with the neck breaker gimmick with Willow uh, Nightingale, where like the MMA guys goes to hold her neck like he's gonna break in again, but then like her teammate comes in and breaks it up, and it's some fun little saving moments there. the neck and, to, and sacrifice because that was Solo Darling coming, wasn't it, to save yeah, yeah. The, ne- the neck twist? Sure. So the faces start to come back into it. We get a unicorn salt by Freddie, a moon salt. 
uh, breaks up the rear naked choke by the MMA guy. Uh, Freddy misses the second unicorn so uh, unicorn salt, and then we get a really cool little spot here where they go for a Brett rope, Brett's rope heart attack clothesline by the bird and the bee, and I'm like double heart references yeah, for the very win. Very nice. I'm totally in. Uh, last ride Liger bomb was pretty cool by Devantes. Uh, Chaos Theory popped up into yes. an armbar by Wachowski for the to solo darling. Really nice. Spot. I love the faking the German into that as well. It was beautifully done. Really cool. Not quite as impactful as the Chaos Theory would be. No, but, but it, it was really good. And the fact that both of us wrote in it because my uh, my nose is like it's an impressive Chaos Theory setup turned into an armbar takedown after faking the German suplex. Well, we're both huge dog marks, yeah. so we're obviously going to see that. and be like Chaos Theory. <laughs> and they didn't call it in commentary; they called it something else. But uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Solo taps immediately once she's in the armbar. This is something they tried to put over as the match was yeah. going on as well. He tries to lock in the armbar here and there to different people, and they're like, "Oh, he's got the armbar. He's broken people's arms." And like they do a good job of getting yeah, over. Yeah, Becky Lynch hasn't. <laughs> She does an armbar. The disarmor. Cool. Yep. Uh, big lads from the Crucible win the match. It was good stuff. Anything you want to say on this? Not really. I said it was it was a good story to set up the the second team of the Crucible being big lads and dominating for the best part. Yes, obviously we got the shine from the face team from the from the uh, the queens. Yeah. But I just felt that it had its place. But it was very much right. This is the uh, the palate cleanser before the next two matches sure it felt like we were setting up uh the big guys for the next round yeah and again i didn't see that there was any tournament bracket to see who'd be facing who so that's gonna be interesting for night number two i'm not sure shakara have ever re- released a bracket for trios oh really i think the idea is that they kind of um you know they can move it around as it goes on if they need yeah. to be if something goes wrong or someone gets injured or something we'll draw lots the next match is fist the well i guess the next incarnation of fist we should say of icarus Tony Deppin, one of my current favourites, becoming a podcast regular doing these indie shows. And Travis Huckabee, who I also have started to become quite a big fan of, does some good promo work, versus Uh, Independent Jobber United. (laughs) (laughs) I put from the golden age of Ring of Honor. (laughs) Like the embassy of Jimmy Rave, Prince Nana, and Sal Renaro. It's lovely seeing these guys back. I'm going to be honest. I've marked out. It's funny that and Nana's got a bit older and a bit thinner. Jimmy Ray's got older and a bit fatter. And Sal looks in great shape, you know? I love the fact that both these teams got, instead of streamers, loo paper. Well, that's that the thing. Great. Do you remember back in the day with Jimmy Ray in ROH? Yeah. So he's the first guy that got the loo paper treatment. To see this again, so I was good. like, oh, the fans remember. Like, uh, really, really fun. Um, I have been such a big fan of the combinations of fist over the years when it was like chuck taylor gran akuma icarus and johnny gargano came in and played that heel role brilliantly for them kicking akuma out and then it kind of disappeared for a little bit and i was so chuffed to see mouthy icarus coming out as a heel under the fist gimmick with tony deppin next to him Ah, oh, just I was just happiest man alive. Twenty twenty, Tony Deppin is going to be a huge, huge star on the Indies, and that will be then. I say by then, twenty twenty, I'll say WWE tryout. By maybe twenty twenty, I think for him. Uh, maybe I'm just a mark, but he seems because he's a smaller lad, and the style that he wrestles in, I think he suits AEW better, man. I think he'd get lost in WWE. I think he would, but I don't think under NXT he'd get lost because if maybe. they're bringing the cruiserweights yeah. under NXT I think he'd do quite a jo- good job there is that the plan to yeah. bring the cruiserweights off so do they do 205 still they do for now okay but the cruiserweight title is exclusively on NXT now 
Right, okay. So Leo Rush is the champion and it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that decision when I saw it. And I think I've seen shots where they take away the purple and replace it with black leather and the belt actually looks really good. That would be great. Yeah. Very much so. I think the purple was a good way to start because it associated with that tournament. People knew what it was and everything, but it, it's it's kind of fugly. It's a toy belt. Yeah, it does feel like. But the actual, the, the plates in it look gorgeous. Yeah. So when, they, when they've taken the black leather on it, yeah, yeah. screenshots or the mock-ups of it, it looks amazing cool so Deb Deppin and Huckabee are the campeonatos de parejas the tag team champions in Shikara which traditionally were their only championship they've only had the grand championship for like four or five years now yeah and like a almost a 20-year lineage of Shikara so that's a long time they had no singles championship and as we sort of said in sort of previous podcasts and we touched on earlier the fact that this is their mania this yeah. tournament is the be-all and end-all. Yes, you've got the tag champs. Yes, you've got the grand champion in here. But none of those are on the line that we know of Not for yet. this show. Not for this night, at least. Yeah. And if and if it was, it certainly wouldn't be the main event of night three. Because you want the trios final. Oh, of course. Yeah, because the focus is the tournament. Yeah. That's the whole point. You know, It's great. Uh, so, again, we've got Rudo versus Rudo here. Uh, so, sometimes these matches with these kind of guys can be my favorite bits for Shikara and this did not disappoint to start with at all dicks being dicks for the sake of being dicks is what my <laughs> nose is it's like who can cheat the most to yeah. get that Rudo win you know so much fun cheating the cheater is the best way to do heel versus heel so you know uh, the embassy come out and they've got MBC as the run DMC yeah it took me a while to realise what it said <laughs> I was really like obviously it's embassy I don't know why but for ages I was like oh that's quite a cool shirt but why does it say NBC on it what does that what does those letters stand for I'm just slow apparently so Icarus doing the my tattoo is so ugly the fans don't want me to take off my jacket gimmick again yeah. they're like oh I missed this so much in the last little run I saw and again still into it I know, again, we were talking it's only going to be a three-hour show, but the fans are now really, really warming up to this. And sure. you said, it's old favourites versus classic faction. So, we start with Sal and Icarus in the ring. Uh, they start just kind of screaming at each other like little kids, <laughs> getting <laughs> really angry. Cue the toilet paper fight. Icarus grabs a roll, chucks it at Sal. Sal's like, Oh, goes against the lure off the outside, chucks it at Icarus, almost hits a fan in the face. You know, <laughs> if this wasn't on this card, this would have looked ridiculously out of place. Of course, but it's Shikara, everything works in Shikara. <laughs> yeah. So what proceeds now is to a Rotten Brothers reference. They grab the lure roll, start wrapping it around their hands like Taipei Death lure roll <laughs> matches. Like they're gonna go start punching each other, but as they start to run the spots, this gets a huge pop from the crowd. They start to set up and they kind of like go around each other, like the hat. They've got glass on their hands. Put like up the- your dukes. Put up your dukes. Exactly like the old Taipei death matches from Japan and such. Then they immediately go to low blow each other, and both of them stop <laughs> yeah. it. And you're like, oh, this is so funny. They repeat the spot three or four times. It's just, oh, it's genius. Rudo versus Rudo. I enjoy nut shots when I know that Russo's nowhere near it. Sure. Or like not working out nut shots as yeah. much as well. Even funnier. Uh so um brrr, we get grabbing the tights, we get feet on the ropes, we get all sorts of silly stuff. They take off their shirts and their jackets to massive booze because I'm failing the tattoo. <laughs> 
Uh, Icarus and Sal eventually at the end of their spots get stuck in Karate Kid crane pose off against each other. Rave and Deppen then stand into the ring and kind of walk around them going, what are you doing? <laughs> and both just push them over and they both sell it like Del Boy through yeah. the bar. And I was like, <laughs> so funny. Fucking, oh, I'm sorry, I swore. God damn. Brilliant opening sequence. I'm glad you're trying really hard. This is a new change to you. I, is you going to do small PG products? Uh, just Shikara. I don't okay. care about WWE. <laughs> like, it's the only other PG product we really do, isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to think about it. Most stuff is like, you know, out there indie wrestling. And I guess it's kind of for kids as well. Hero, uh, QRS. No. Leave it. Let's move on. Cool. So uh, <laughs> It's getting late now. I've, I've lost any form of comic timing. It's fine. But uh, considering you referenced it earlier in the night, Depp and a rave end up doing the each man wants to punch each other in the face spot, but keep holding back. Yeah. And they end up almost getting to the point where it's like, um, oh, what's the the, the sequence, uh, the uh, the 80s movie? That's like a theater play. Oh, wow. And the things in the sharks, the two gangs. Oh, West Side Story. There you go, West Side Story. They get to the point where Depp and a rave are literally face to face with their fists up like this. And they slowly just back off. And they may as well be <laughs> clicking as they're going yeah. backwards. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> really, really good stuff. So all three fist guys land a kick in the corner on Nana. Nana forgets to sell it for a bit and then manages to remember. <laughs> the match is generally pretty fun. Uh, Rave locks in the double homicide, but it gets broken up with a rush to a finish. Pedigree by Icarus to Nana. STO on the hardest part of the ring Ooh, from Rave yeah. to Icarus. Huckabee locks in the stretch muffler onto Sal. Deppen double stomps Sal while he's still in the submission move. Sal eventually taps out and your winner's a fist of Icarus, Tony Deppen and Travis Huckabee. Moving on to night two. The right Rudos one. Sure, man. So, hilarious start. Got a little bit more standard kind of good professional wrestling match in the middle. Uh, fun rush to a finish. Can't complain. Really good. Yeah. I mean, I, no complaints. It's not which a single is, match I don't hate so far. Which is worrying. <laughs> but, but again it's pleasing as thing is the word you mean but the good thing is though we get on to what should have been our main event now again we both watched the streaming service we elaborated we alluded to this earlier on the podcast yeah we have maybe 38 minutes of our stream left to run on the little tag thing at the bottom where it's got like the um the time markers you hover your cursor over it and it says team pump which should have featured scott steiner P.T. Williams and Jordan Grace yep. taking on Team NDK of Nick Effingage, uh, Thomas Santelli, sorry, sorry, Santel, that's my typing, it's okay. and Chris Statlander. <coughs> However, on my stream and your stream, what I was greeted with was Mark Haggerty, our ring announcer, had changed his jacket to a shiny gold jacket, announces to our main event of the evening of night two. What? Hang on. Weird. And at this stage, I was like, hang on. Have I fallen asleep? Have I managed to nap for three hours? It's gone into the second night. No, I hadn't fallen asleep at all. That was wishful thinking in the world of parenting. Um, no. What, what happened here? Because it's so weird. Well, coming into this show, there's a couple of comments I read about Scott Steiner swearing in the main event and the crowd turning on him. So I knew that there was something that maybe would be edited out of the main event because that's not Shikara. Shikara wouldn't put that on their streaming service. And then a couple of days before I watched <laughs> the end of this show, you messaged me going, "What? what's happened at the end of the stream on this? <laughs> like, this is their official streaming yeah. service. And I was like, 
are we sure he's got that right? <laughs> Something's yeah. gone wrong with his like broadcast or something, you know? Like, I didn't know what had happened. I refreshed several times. Sure. I, I logged in a different day, different device, thinking I'm, this isn't li- likely to make any change. Mm. But all I was greeted with was appearing out in the next match, bloody colony. So the colony starts to come out, and I'm like, wait, I'm confused. I knew this was kind of coming because you'd warned me. So I stopped the stream, yep. and I go searching. Found a live stream rip, and the internet is a great thing sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> if it's so. not. Wait, no, I won't go there. WrestleMania 2000 joke. <laughs> so we jump now at this point to a rip of the live versions production. And honestly, immediately I'm like, oh, I can hear the commentary. <laughs> the audio is in sync. Like the video production quality is not as nice because obviously it was streamed. The live stream, yeah. Yeah, but it's still very watchable. At least this was consistent. I wish we'd watched the whole show like this, to be totally honest. But I'm glad we paid for the subscription service. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So this was broadcast on independent wrestling TV. I think it's iwtv.live is how they have it branded on the, the, yeah. um, the video. Um. So yeah, so time for King of Trios night one main events of the evening, which I shouldn't have had to go and found because I paid for your subscription service. What what is the thinking? Do you think behind that- just cutting out the main event from night two and sticking it in here was it a mistake? I can only imagine it's a mistake because obviously when we've had our screen cut, normally they've got the the entrance graphics for the match. Yeah, it faded to black, and then we went straight into the main event. I don't recall there being a match graphic. Right. Now, I suspect that... I wonder if on the original version it was there, and now on the remastered version, the remastered version has the Team Pump match taken out. So, obviously, the, the original version would be the live stream, which is the one I found. Yeah. So, it definitely was broadcast. Yeah. Like we've, we watched it. You know? So, I wonder if that was on the streaming service originally. It was, Then yeah. they removed it. But I don't understand, if anyone's watched this... Why no one's tweeted Shikara and said, hang on, guys, do you know what's happening in your main event? It does feel like Quack's gone, I'm not going to put that main event on there because Steiner starts swearing at people. Yeah. Um, the match is perfectly fine. There's no big botches or really horrible spots or anything like that. So there's nothing to do with the bits. But nothing, no. well, maybe Quack is so anal about his product and how he wants it to be. The, the little stiff bits, he's just like, I'm not putting that on my show. Well, maybe if we add it all together with the concept of six rests involved, there's a 43% chance we're not going to be able to watch this main event on the streaming service. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what the logic behind taking a sh- a, a, the main event from the next night and sticking it in here doesn't make any sense. Just cut it. Yeah. Or Do you put think- the match in, cut out the couple of stiff shots, cut out the bit where Scott's swearing that you can't even make out because the audio yeah. is so bad. And just, just leave it there. Do you think that when we watch night two, we're going to get night one main event? <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what the problem was? <laughs> this is so, again, how prepared we are because we haven't bothered because we don't want to spoil night two because I want to watch it all in one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So obviously we didn't watch this main event. I did scroll through parts of it to see if all of a sudden it cut into the Steiner match. Yeah. I keep calling it the Steiner match, team pump match. It's fine, yeah. But um, no, not there. So we had to find it another way to bring you the review of... Uh, Night one. Absolutely. So, apo- so apologies. We do try our best to pay for all the services that we watch and we support the we platforms that we do. paid for it twice. You paid for it and I paid yeah. for it. You know? So, um, yeah, we don't promote going and pirating wrestling shows, but we've paid for the service. So, be angry at us. There's nothing we can do about it. It's not our fault. Well, it so- would have been a bit of a shit end to the pod. We got, and then there's the main event, but it was missing. <laughs> <laughs> so, NDK, not 
MDK, like we're used to hearing with Nick Gage, of Chris Dallin, Nick Gage, and Thomas Santel versus Team Pump of Jordan Grace, Pete Williams, and Scott Steiner that you've already got over. Um, I read things about this match, as they heard, but let's judge it for ourselves. So Bryce is here to referee and crosses his heart and does a little prayer that this match will go well because he looks pretty scared that Nick Gage and Scott Steiner are going to be in a Shikara ring. Probably rightly so, considering everything that's happened. Interesting booking, having both of these men in your tournament. There's always some sort of surprise in the bars in, with Shikara, with King of Trials. It's always been like AJ Styles in the Bucks. Or uh, one year it was... Okay, so it was Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and... Oh, what was the guy who was in WCW with Regal and... Uh, Dave Taylor? Dave Taylor, there you go. Wow, how can I remember Dave Taylor's name? There you go. It's Team Uppercut. <laughs> yeah! They were hilarious. There's been demolition before. Like, you know, they've had some really interesting people that have come into these tournaments over the years. And so I think that's what they're going for here. But maybe it was a mistake <laughs> to have Nick Gage and Scott Steiner in the ring. I mean, pitching it in comparison to the other matches we've had, this was a interesting decision. Yeah, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, it was good for what. Well, obviously, I, I only watched it an hour and a quarter ago. Yeah, yeah, because so, I had to find it and like literally show it to you right before the pod. So, today. as you can imagine, my notes on this are going to be plentiful. It's fine, don't worry. <laughs> Just go for mine. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, do you recognize Tom Santanel straight away? This is one of the heartthrobs from the old WWE. And Antonio Thomas. And he looks completely different. Yeah. Like, he's doing this kind of nerd gimmick. Uh, and, I need my glasses. Uh, like, everyone, so yeah, yeah. They were saying from uh, the finale of season. 20 that just happened like a day or two ago him and Quackenbush have a match where they do like a five minute knuckle lock spot Will Power mentioned this to Coach Wicked and I, I hadn't seen this I'm going to look forward to watching that definitely yeah. but I've been busy watching King of Trios and other stuff I've been, I did a music video today, so yeah it's been a long one so uh, brrr, so Thick Mama Pump Thick Mama Pump yes <laughs> Little Petey Pump, Pump and Big Papa Pump I think here. it was um, sort of ma- Maple Pump oh there you go Whatever. they call him a bunch of different stuff Little over the Petey time. Pump <laughs> So they've got all the variations of Steiner's chainmail stuff. So to P.E. and uh, Scott have got the head thing and Jordan Grace has got like a a necklace braced version. Really, really cool. Love the gimmicks. Can we also mention what Scott Steiner is wearing on his walkout? Red and black, son. Red and black, NWO, New World Order. Because copyright doesn't matter in Chikara, WWE. don't use the music to be fair. No, but I'm talking about the merch. Are you allowed to wear an NWO t-shirt? You must be able to. No, because it's a WWE t-shirt oh i guess so oh who knows i think i'll get away with it quack works with the the pc anyway so yeah it'll be fine. <laughs> imagine that deal hi uh mr levec i was wondering could i have drew gulak back for the king of trios no oh shit starting to come with the nwo colors though okay we'll do that oh no they can't have all of them can they they can have uh certain people i'm trying to think how many of the ants and stuff and how many of the old gimmicks that if they had a deal with both companies just for shikara that'd be lovely <laughs> just to have those guys come back for like big I tournaments mean, if you, and if stuff. just having like dragon and cesaro yeah. back in shikara like brody and claudio for example you know what i mean yes like, please yeah i'm, in, I'm totally in <laughs> so pt and santel to start with is Santel, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They swap specs, do a test of strength with the specs. I'm like, this is pretty good to start with. But a bit confusing, yeah. a bit weird. Uh, solid start. Steiner gets tagged in and ends up throwing Santel through some double doors to the side. Like, oh, this feels weird. Pete has to go chasing after him and be like, no, no, come back. Family friendly, Scott. You know? This is fucking family friendly. <laughs> All right, Scott. <laughs> 
both women in, beating the hell out of each other. Jordan Grace working a very, very stiff style. Sure. And so Gage gets tagged into the match here and there, doing brutal kind of cameos to people. <laughs> brutal cameo. Well, that's a polite... I, I, I We've discussed this before when we did um, Spring Break, um, which you can listen to in our archives. Um, I'm not a fan mm. of Nick Gage. I think he's a low-budget version of the Briscoes. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan. He never seems to really deliver like amazing quality matches. I like. I wouldn't the... want to be in a dark alley with him. I certainly wouldn't be in a wrestling no. ring because he would beat the tar out of me. But is that not the gimmick? Yeah, but it's not a gimmick I like. I get that. Totally because get it. I like the bully bruiser characters who put on good matches. I understand why some people like it. It's just not really for me. No. So, um, what about uh, Nick Gage? The shot he threw to Jordan Grace through the ropes. Well, okay. So shortly before this, um. Jordan Grace had, um, oh God, sorry. Jordan Grace had Chris uh, Stratlander, Statlander on there her shoulders in like an electric chair. Dropped her quite hard onto the hardest part of the ring. Face first. Face first onto like it. teeth first, basically. Yeah. She hit brutally. And while Jordan Grace on the outside of the ring, because obviously as uh, Chris has landed on the outside of the ring, tagging uh, Lucha Libre rules, Nick Gage ran into the ring and did an almighty, brutal, full-pelt baseball slide right into Jordan Grace's face. Like above the bottom rope. And so yeah. it's you flying, just like, boom, straight into her face. Felt like a bit of a receipt for the, his tag team partner. Yeah, you know? she looked groggy yeah. after that. Yeah, it looks brutal. It really I mean, did. She's, she's a strong girl, and she can handle herself. Sure. But having Nick Gage fly for a rope and kick you in the face. Hmm. I mean, it may be that he's such a kind of gangly wrestler that it wasn't deliberate. But like, you never it know looked- Nick Gage awfully painful so throughout the match they tease gage kind of having the exchange with steiner that i think everyone's kind of building up to because this is two worlds colliding almost two very different worlds you know i bet they're both the same level of maths though (laughs) two 33rds and a third and my 33rd and a third means that you're going down yeah whatever uh so um they tease it a couple of times. There's a point where Gage and Steiner come face to face. Then everyone else in the match jumps in to break yeah. it up. Really fun little moment. Uh, Bryce's reaction to having to stop Steiner from getting in the ring when Gage shouts something at Steiner is hilarious. He's going like, please don't. Please don't hurt me. Don't bait him. <laughs> Steiner goes to put Stratlander into the recliner and says something and the crowd quickly turn on him. Yeah. They were kind of faces up until this point. I'm assuming he's swearing at the crowd. Yeah. Because this is what the four or five little comments I saw said about this. It's like, he must have understood. People must have sat him down backstage and been like, PG Scott, family friendly. It's like, this is different to what, you know, you think family friendly is in the past. Yeah, but wrestlers don't listen. Like at the 97 Royal Rumble, before that, Terry Funk was told you're working on a PG television show by Bruce Pritchard. And Terry Funk went on TV going... Vince McMahon's a Yankee bastard. <laughs> Bret Hart, your mother's a whore. <laughs> That's not dropping F and C bombs and stuff like I imagine Steiner was doing. No, but still, if you're being told by a sure. promoter or a producer, try and watch what you're doing. <laughs> I, can't, you I can imagine okay, Scott, I Steiner, now, yeah. Scott Steiner going, what the fudge? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Gosh darn. <laughs> so Gage and Steiner have a moment where they throw down, but it's, it's nothing special, let's be honest about Everyone's it. working smart. <laughs> smart. <laughs> there are any smarts between these two? <laughs> so Steiner says something too. I think he said, he's fucked. Uh, and the crowd boo him. Eek. It gets really awkward at times. 
Gage on the outside wants Steiner out there on the floor. That's where he's going to fight them. Then Stratlander accidentally cracks Gage in a kind of a awkward, really awkward spot. chop spot. It's kind of weird. Big dive by Jordan Grace. That's a powerful bit of boss lady like flying through yeah. the air. Uh, she's a stiff prick sometimes. I I wonder whether how safe she is. Oh, well, we briefly spoke about this. I think she's just got a very very like strong style working mentality. Yeah, and her I still will always give her the benefit of the doubt for her promo work leading up to progress is still chasing. Where it's like Millie McKenzie, shit, <laughs> Lana Austin, shit, <laughs> Ginny, shit. I didn't see that. It was it was played there. I wasn't paying attention to a lot of it. There was some stuff I was annoyed by. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Statlander has the kind of comedy spot in the match, which he does a telekinesis chokeslam to Jordan Grace, who sells it like a boss, doesn't actually make contact with her at any point. She's like four or five foot away doing the motion. Yeah, like, really cool. Done. Canadian Destroyer Yay! by Pete Williams, as you might expect in the match to Statlander. Blatantly went up. was like, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm 100% taking it. But he's like, yeah, fine. Cool. Works for me. Because of all the people to take a destroyer from, you definitely want to take him from Petey Williams. If anyone should be doing them, it's Petey. Yeah. But one per match, always a finish, or someone else breaks up the pinfall. Correct. Makes a lot of bloody sense, doesn't it? What, are you trying to say like a destroyer off a ladder through a table isn't acceptable when it's not the finish of the match? I am the hugest Pentagon Lucha Brothers Young Bucks fan. I wish they'd stop doing that. Yep. There was a match before it that we reviewed on a AAW show yeah. where the Lucha Bros both did second rope canadian destroyers and both lads kicked out at the same time you're like why why stop it that would kill someone you know you've ruined it you've ruined it damn it <laughs> everyone gets a spot steiner reclining to santel tap 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 the winners are team pump jordan grace pete williams and scott steiner who i'm assuming we're gonna see on night two but who knows at this point it'd be nice for our seven dollars 99 absolutely booze all around because the crowd completely turned on this main event uh, i'm not sure why they cut this it was a really fun little match if there are sweary audio bits i couldn't pick them up at all on commentary and you could probably just commentary. cut the audio yeah you could just completely just blank out that bit because we had parts of the audio noise. that were blanked throughout the yeah show sure i didn't i mean we listened to it the live stream i didn't pick up any of it and this is where the audio is clearer than on that final edit no there was nothing that i thought here that that should be cut for a PG product. Yeah, weird. I just think there's been an editing cock-up. That's Maybe. all I think there is. And I think also, if you think people have watched it live, not to be disrespectful of the product, how many people do you think are signing up for this streaming service on a regular basis? I have no idea. It's probably a couple of hundred, I would imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine it being more than a thousand, realistically. It's in sign-up now. I'm, not, I'm talking about new sign-ups. Oh, I think a lot of people tune in just to see King of Trios. Well, that's thing. They might have signed up and watched the live version. Since they've edited, they might have not had someone watch the, the trio service. I don't know how um, the independent wrestling TV works, whether it is a subscription service monthly or whether you can just do like a buy this one event like on Fight. I mean, ultimately, I might tweet them later and go, hi, guys. Do you know this is what's happened with your main event? Can you say why it's not there? Yeah. And see if I get a response. I wish I hadn't been quite as busy the last few days, so I would have done a bit more research into it. But yeah. we should, I guess, yeah. Because um, it's our right, uh, I think we it's our duty as wrestling journalists yeah. to say, hang on, can you tell us why this is, or is it just uh, an edit? And then hopefully we'll come back next week and we'll tell you. Quack doesn't seem to be a person that um, explains himself very much to the public. So I don't think he feels the need to. No, I agree. But then if it's a case of I've paid seven ninety nine for a streaming service that isn't there, and I'm going to cancel my subscription. Hmm. Maybe my eight bucks 
yeah, might yeah, mean sure. something to him. Well, tune in to episode two where we look at night two of King of Truros on World of Wrestling Podcast and we'll find out if Quack gets back to us. Because we're also doing night three as well. So if it takes him a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll still, get there. We'll still get yeah. there, you know. So at the end of the night, Team Pump celebrate in the ring on the live stream version. Commentary thank us for watching it and we're out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Aside from a few bits of audio production issues, um, it's called a compressor. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Some audio stink issues, which honestly started to give me a headache after a while. And a massive out of focus camera at the beginning. Um, whatever happened with that main event and that big cock up in the editing, everything else, I really enjoyed. So much fun to watch this. So refreshing to watch. Yeah. Good storytelling, good in ring action, nothing too botchy, creating new wrestlers to prolong long term storylines. Yeah. Little seeds planted for the rest of the tournament, plus also for their ongoing storylines into season 20, the end of season 20 and season 21 starting brilliant really uh, really comforting to watch nice wrestling yeah two and a half hours of constant trios matches and i didn't get annoyed or frustrated or sleepy you know like the action was free-flowing served its purpose everything in the card was again as we we've waxed lyrical before about quack and bush's booking but it was pitched perfectly. Yeah, sure. It had all the ups and downs that you want of a card to keep you in because you don't have pa 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 because then you're done by the third match. Yeah. This was great. Really fun. Um, there was definitely lulls at times. Maybe some people like the the Kerry Awful. Yeah, the Carnies, the Carnies team. I was a big fan of. But like you look at that opening match where you get to see these new guys coming through, like the Australian guys. Uh, yeah. Velocities was it? Velocities, yeah. And then um like some of the Shikara classic kind of characters coming back into roles, I think they look more comfortable. I mean, even having Prince Nana back. Exactly. Really very enjoyed nice. those little moments. Wasn't very good in the ring, let's be honest. Doesn't but. matter. He's back. Nostalgia pop. <laughs> sure, exactly. But then seeing Icarus as that character with the new fist. It's a great incarnation. Great version of fist. To see the colony with their new guys, but led by the classic fire and that exchange with yeah. Quack. God, these moments they give you, it's just it's brilliant. And the fact that this was just night one. Sure. I'm hoping it will stay at the same level and even maybe get a bit better as we go through the rest of our trilogy. Absolutely. Uh, star, um, I was going to say star rating. Cornflake rating for first night one? Uh, purely because, as you said, some of the audio and obviously the editing of the streaming service bothered me. It's going to be a four cornflake from me for the overall enjoyment of this show. Cool. I'll stick it at four too. It, it's closer to a three than a five. Yeah, agreed. But it is four. It's definitely a four. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I would round up my cornflake to the four. Without quack and fire, it's a three. Yes. But that, when wrestling gets me to the point of literally having a tear in my eye, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just emotional. Maybe <laughs> I'm a child. You know what I mean? I don't know. But it's like the history behind that and the levity of that moment, it felt really special to me. As a promotion, it's still just nice. You can... You can watch the wrestling. The commentators get over story if you need to know the story. Yeah. Yeah, really. We just gave four cornflakes to a thing where they cut out the main event. Imagine what would happen if they hadn't cut them out. Imagine what happened next week when we see <laughs> like, this week's main event next week. It's going to be great. Seven cornflakes in the Tokyo box. 
<laughs> so I'm Fanboy Rich on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Tex Williams on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You had a really long day today, so thank you so much for coming and doing this. We're recording this about three hours later than we usually would be for a podcast. So thank you, man. I really appreciate the dedication. To I'm going to go home and get myself some pasta bake. <laughs> cool, man. All right, so worldofwrestlingpodcast.com is the best place to find us all. Go recommend us to a friend. Go on, we never ask you to do this, but once in a while, do it. Tag us on World of Rest Pod on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Oh, we don't have an Instagram, but we do have a Facebook, so it's uh, World of Wrestling Podcast. Yep. Um, and leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform. It really helps us with the algorithms. It helps us move up the charts. It helps us move into more people's inboxes. So obviously, the more people listen to it, the more outreach we can get, the more interesting shows we can cover. Sure. And if you've already left us three, thank you very much. And if you haven't, go leave us one now. Yeah, we've actually got a five-star rating across all the platforms at the moment, which is genuinely... It's brilliant. So, so appreciated. I bet some schmuck's um, not going to leave us a one-star review. Ah, it's, dick. it's their right to, whatever, who cares? No, it's not! <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if you can't be bothered to actually write a review with text, just, just click the buttons. You know what I mean? Nearly every thing, every uh, podcast platform has like, you can click a five-star thing and just go, boom, there you go. That's all we need to do. It really, really helps us out. Get our name out there. If you really want to support us, you can support us financially. Amazon.co.uk. Pick up a World of Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. It's the CM Punk spoof. And the new one is in the works. And also, more importantly, if you would like a music video, if you'd like a wrestling promotion hype video. You're promoting me. Where can people find your bits and bobs to see a sample of your work? Uh, The best place just to get me on Twitter, Fanboy Rich, if you want to get in contact. But uh, my company's called Above Arcadia Productions. I also run a music video company called Nunchuck Bakery. And uh, uh, I've got a job interview with someone in two weeks so if you want video production get in touch sooner rather than later because I may not be available so much in down the line we'll yeah, see yeah but Paul Levesque will never hire you <laughs> <laughs> alright everyone thank you so much for listening it was such a pleasure to watch Shakara again I'm really looking forward to tonight too bye trios bye